0: Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative, biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Well, hi, thank you so much for joining me. This is Dr. Fred. Got another episode for you. It's called Welcoming the Enemy In. You know, it started with Adam and Eve and the tempter, and he literally then snaked his way into their lives through the body of a serpent. Offering lies as truth. And because Adam and Eve both chose to accept Satan's lies as truth, they fell into sin from which the human race has never recovered. Now, Satan enters where he's invited, where he's welcome. And if he has to use lies, deceit, and subterfuge to get invited, he will do so because that's how, that's his native tongue, that's his language, lying, deception, fraud friends, we all know this is exactly what's happening again today. Satan lies, people believe it, and he gains an entry into their lives and greater foothold over society in general because of it. Now, it took roughly 1,600 years for humanity to get so bad that God chose to wipe out everyone and most of the animals, and a worldwide flood took place. Now, again, that was only roughly 1,600 years after Adam and Eve, that Noah's generation was so pitifully evil, constantly ruminating on more evil things to do. Looking ahead, We know that the tribulation period lasts seven years according to the calculations within the book of Revelation itself, and also because of other portions of Scripture like Daniel, Jeremiah, portions of Joel, Isaiah. I mean, it's just replete throughout Scripture. Now, given the fact, when we look at all the activity that's going to occur during the tribulation, it appears to be jam-packed with God's judgment after judgment after judgment. And at the same time, as I've previously noted, Romans 1 is another form of judgment that visits a society that resolutely ignores and works to cast off God and his moral authority and code. Now, if Romans 1 outlines the downward trajectory of a society that pushes back against God, his authority and rule, Well, what we are witnessing then is the emergence of greater demonic presence and activity. And this fact shouldn't really surprise us, though initially it certainly may cause alarm in us. It might. I mean, that's just simply natural. Put another way, when people reject God's way, what are they doing? They are actively inviting the enemy, Satan and his minions, into their lives this is exactly what occurred in the garden of eden when eve rejected the truth in favor of satan's lies and she embraced them and then adam followed suit genesis 3 now at that point satan gained access to this world and he's never left he has never removed his hand he never will until he's forced to by jesus when he returns now once satan Manages to push a door open. He continues shoving himself right through it, making it wider and wider. The result is increased violence, hatred, and everything opposed to God and his will. This is what occurred with Gen- Noah's generation and is revisiting our generation because we are likely the very last generation prior to our Lord's return. Genesis 6 5 clearly highlights the traits of people during noah's day here's what it says then the lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every thought every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually well from god's perspectives he saw that every intention every thought from a person's heart was based totally on on evil there was no good left in people except for noah and his family people then couldn't get enough evil they had rejected god they embraced satan whether knowingly or unknowingly doesn't even make any difference and remember again this was only roughly 1600 years after the fall of adam and eve so today 2022 we have arrived to a point where life means little to anyone, I see this in article after article, video after video, the evil perpetrated by people who have fully rejected God and embraced Satan and Satan's outlook, which is hatred of God, humanity, and God's creation itself. Satan wants to be God, but that's never going to happen, and he knows it. He is incapable, though, of repenting. It's not an option for him, and he must see this through to the end. His goal is to turn as many people toward himself as possible so that they, they will join him in the lake of fire at the end of their lives for all eternity. So what we're seeing today is also a repeat of what happened during the days of Lot, Genesis 19 and following. Jesus warned us of this. In his Olivet Discourse, Matthew 24, it's not merely the sexual perversion and sin that existed in the Twin Cities, where Lot situated himself after he separated from his uncle Abraham. It's the overall evil that became the very foundation upon which Sodom and Gomorrah existed. The people there were sexual perverts, yes, but they were also intent on being evil in how they live toward others. This was especially true of those who had the misfortune of visiting Sodom and Gomorrah and not realizing what they had walked into there. So after rejecting God so vehemently and continually, people are given over to themselves and they literally become little satans, emulating their master's attitude and outlook. One of the results of this is that they actually lay on their beds at night thinking up new ways to do evil things. They literally plot wickedness. Micah 2, 1 Psalm 36:4, 4, Proverbs 4:16 4, and many other portions of scripture. Proverbs 4:16 tells us that these people can't sleep until they form new ways to create evil, for they do not sleep unless they have done evil, and their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. That's Proverbs 4:16. These people become drunk with the power they believe they have over others. This is what drives Satan, and by the same, same token, drives the people enslaved to him. They have zero ability to think clearly or critically because they are reprobate. Damon Duck explains this in more detail over at Rapture Ready for those who are interested, and I've got links in the transcript. Now, here's a case in point which happened recently. The celebration games that occur throughout the world yearly—you're familiar with them, I'm familiar with them, whether they're Olympics or something else—they become blatantly more evil in appearance, especially their halftime shows or their introductions. In a most recent situation, the Commonwealth 2022 opening ceremony, which just occurred recently, was replete with satanic symbolism from the very first moment of the opening ceremony. It is so completely obvious to those of us who are the lords and who reject satan however to those who reject god it's not only not obvious but seems so caring embracing and high-minded the right thing to do this is the epitome of a world that is completely upside down take a moment or two to read the linked article i've got in the transcript and a few por- just watch a few portions of the video how anyone can think this is normal and not part of some satanic agenda i have no idea but this is what globalists are doing now to lead this world towards satan and away from god and they have a very real important reason why they're doing that they're creating as many ways as possible to usher in the man who christians call the antichrist but whom globalists refer to as messiah it's common knowledge that globalists worship lucifer they believe he's higher than the god of the bible and are doing all they can to bring him personally into this world he will show up one day in the form of his spiritual son antichrist they'll get their wish when he shows up when he steps up to bring peace to the middle east but They'll also get far more than they bargained for, as well as all globalists will ultimately bow the knee to this coming imposter. The opening ceremonies linked above in the transcript highlight Baal, Satan, and the embracing of him. Why this is part of the Commonwealth Games in the UK sends a strong message to Satan that he is welcome and he will push that door wide open. Well, the tragedy of all this is that even when people do not make the active choice to turn toward and or even worship Satan, whether they do it outrightly or whatever, as long as they are rejecting God, they're worshiping Satan. It's one or the other. I mean, though this has been in the works in society for years, most recently it began in earnest because of covid which immediately locked down the economy, disrupted the supply chain, and caused major upheaval throughout the world. And it's still ongoing, with food and fuel shortages upcoming that are going to create the very famines Jesus warned of in his Olivet Discourse, Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. And by the way, the only person, capital P, who is going to save this world is Jesus. No businessman or politician will do what only our Lord can and will do eventually in his time. So while it is difficult at best to keep tabs on everything that's happening throughout global society today, I can't, can you? Well, people like Pastor John Haller helped tremendously, and he recently put out a video highlighting what's going on around the world with China, Taiwan, and other areas like Lebanon. There's some great information in his one of his most recent videos, and I highly recommend it. I've got it linked in the transcript, but the link is going to take you to YouTube, where you'll have to watch it there. You can't watch it through my page. So he discusses the coming problem of an even larger shortage of computer chips. Taiwan makes about 50% of the world's chips. China makes the other half. The world is dependent on what these countries produce because most things today require some type of computerized chip to make them work. Cars, trucks, appliances, phones, anything you can think of that uses electricity has likely has computerized chips in them. What's going to happen when these chips become largely unavailable or so backlogged that people will have to wait months or years Um, I think we can imagine. Manufacturing jobs moved out of the U.S. decades ago to China. And this was part of the plan to reinvent China as the first technocracy of the world. And over the years, both China and Taiwan have built millions of factories that make almost everything the world buys. It's too late to go back. And that's just one of the many reasons why Trump was attacked, because he wanted to bring jobs back to America. Globalists, Wouldn't stand for that. So they withstood him and are still doing so. Even if he is reelected, the pushback on him will continue unabated with MSM leading the charge. We're going to have a repeat of his first four years. Not pretty. Well, Howler does a good job explaining what's happening in the world. He talks about how China has huge real estate problems now that they've been trying to fix with Band-Aids, apparently, over the past few years. The rumblings of war between China and Taiwan are growing. Howler also talks about a recorded audio that he heard that was leaked from China discussing ways to attack both Taiwan and the USA using uh, nuclear weapons. It's interesting. Will it happen? I have no idea. It's just what's up in the air right now. The constant warmongering that we are hearing about in various places of the world seems to be fulfillment of Jesus' words in Matthew 24, 6-13, where he stated that we will hear wars and rumors of wars with nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, yet the end is not yet. Jesus also noted, that there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. However, after stating this, he clearly says this, quote, all things all these are the beginning of birth pangs. Matthew 24:8. Unquote. Here's just one example. I've got linked in the transcript of the recent earthquake activity that's happening up near Iceland, for instance. These earthquakes then for Iceland totaling more than 5500 in 48 hours. They also caused a volcanic eruption as well. All of these things appear to be leading the world directly into the seven-year tribulation and great tribulation. Folks, it's important to realize that much of the world has been and continues to welcome the enemy in. That's just what they're doing. Why? Because they're rejecting God. Just as Satan tricked Adam and Eve into allowing Satan access to this world, he continues to use deception and lies because that's his native tongue to increase his follower base as he presents himself as an angel of light, something that he's not, in order to gain more control over the world and the people. He hates people so much because God loves us and gave his son for us that he wants nothing more to kill or destroy as many people as possible so that they cannot and will not receive salvation. Now he knows when society gets to the point of the days of Lot and Noah, then Romans 1 becomes a reality for that particular society. And today it's global. And because of that, there is less hope for those who have rejected God, just as there was so little hope for the people of Noah's and Lot's day. Word went out no one responded. Well, as Haller says in his video, we can expect things to get very bad through parts of the world. And that doesn't defy logic, folks. It actually supports it. So what should our response be? Well, I'm going to give you a couple of things. First, we should not worry at all, though I realize that can be difficult. It's easy to say, oh, don't worry, be happy. But trying to live it is something else entirely. It's not easy to not be nervous. It's not easy to sit there and think, hmm, bad things are coming. Oh, well, que Sada, Sada. Focusing on him, God, and his word certainly helps. So if you're not in his word, you're not giving yourself any ammunition. You're not exercising your mind and helping your spirit. Second, we should do what we can to plan for ourselves and our families. In essence, put your house in order by taking care of things there. Third, the best way to beat the globalists is not through physically fighting them. They've got all the weapons. And they've got the armies. But by simply redirecting our efforts to build relationships in our own community. Get to know small farmers and gardeners. Start buying from them if you can. If they have things to sell. Produce, eggs, etc. Build those relationships so that you can become part of a cohesive group of people. Who all have the same goal. And can have each other's backs. Fourth, continue to live the word and preach the gospel in word and action whether people listen or not jeremiah is a prophet who really had no successes by the world's standards his job was to tell people what god told him to say it was and remains god's job to open another person's eyes we spread the truth of the gospel how that truth affects others is something we have zero control over finally Bathe your life in prayer throughout the day. Make sure you are in constant communication with God. Don't try to do this on your own. I mean, if you do it on your own, you're going to fail. Psalm 37 tells us to, to do the following. Quote, trust the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. The implication is that we are to ignore or not be taken down by evil. But instead, focus on doing good and trusting the Lord to provide for us. That is not easy. I understand and recognize that. I try to live it too. I still have to get past my sin nature. I still have to get past my fears and my doubts. But the truth is that the remedy for our fears and our doubts is a greater trust in the Lord, and that comes by hearing His word and putting it into practice. Well, the more we trust Him, the more faithful He will appear to us. I want to thank you for joining me today. And until we meet again, I pray that God will open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in Him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRugo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective.